Hi everybody, this is Rob Swatsky and Christine Mummert and we're both from the York campus of Harrisburg Area Community College and in this podcast we'll be reviewing the muscles of the neck using our muscle model. Our first muscle in this group is the sternocleidomastoid, abbreviated SCM. And this muscle is named after its location and origin insertion points. The sternum, that's where the sterno comes from in the word. Sternum is the breastbone. The clavicle or collarbone is the reference to clido. And the mastoid refers to the mastoid process of the skull. The actions of the SCM, when one of this pair of muscles contracts on one side, it laterally flexes the neck, which means it tilts the neck and head to one side. It also rotates the head to the opposite side of the contracting muscle. When both muscles in the SCM on both sides of the neck contract together, it flexes the neck. And you can perform this action simply by touching your chin to your chest. That is a neck flexion movement. This is the sternohyoid muscle. This is a long, thin muscle located along the length of the front of the neck. This muscle is named for its origin and its insertion. The lower portion of the muscle originates on the sternum, while the upper portion of the muscle is connected by tendons to the hyoid bone. The hyoid bone is located below the mandible and is a U-shaped bone that is partially responsible for tongue movement and the action of swallowing. The main function of the sternohyoid muscle is the depression of the hyoid bone. This muscle also assists in movement of the head and neck, as well as in speech. This is the splenius capitis muscle. The word splenius is from the root word splenion, which is an old word for the term bandage. It has a bandage-like shape as it wraps around the neck. This is a pair of muscles that is located along the dorsolateral neck deep to both the sternocleidomastoid and the trapezius. And its orientation is more oblique at a diagonal. This is in contrast to the semispinalis capitis, which has a more vertical orientation. The actions of the splenius capitis move the head and the neck. Capitis refers to capital, which is a reference to to the head of any kind of governing body. When both splenius capitis muscles are contracting together, they extend and hyperextend the head. When only one of the splenius capitis muscles contracts on one side, it laterally flexes and rotates the head and neck to the same side as the contracting muscle. The semispinalis capitis is a pair of muscles located on the posterior neck that run parallel with the neck in a vertical orientation. This muscle extends down the spine to around T6 or T7, the sixth and seventh thoracic vertebra. And again, the word capitis is a reference to the head. 
the action of this muscle, when both sides are contracting together, extends the head. When only one of the muscles are contracting individually, it rotates the head to the side opposite the contracting muscle. The platysma is a large, flat, membrane-like muscle that covers the throat and neck like a large bib. It extends down from the mandible to the sternum and then out laterally to the shoulder. And we see it well illustrated here on the chart, at least the left side of it, the right side's removed to expose the neck muscles. And look here on our model, it's not shown at all. If it was, it would cover up the entire neck musculature that we just described. The word platysma refers to its flat shape. The prefix platy, like in the animal the platypus with the flat bill, means flat, flat membrane-like covering. The action of the platysma is to pull down the lower lip and corners of the mouth tenses the skin of the neck and helps depress or lower the mandible.